Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP Podcast, episode number 88, Relentless Forward Progress. Grateful to have you guys join me here today, uh, Friday, uh, later in the day on the East Coast, of course, with our friends out there. Um, but uh, just about uh, 4 o'clock here, coming in Phoenix, Arizona, coming from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I, I actually, I've been having, I had trouble with the podcast today, as far as the title goes, uh, I didn't know how to title it because it's 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 about a book I started reading earlier this week. I'm only probably a couple chapters into it. Um, it's a book that I don't know where I remember getting referenced to it, but it's called uh, "Strong Father, Strong Daughters" by uh, Meg Meeker, uh, Doctor Meg Meeker. Uh, and it, it, from what I've gathered thus far, it's, it's, and it says it right here, 10 secrets every father should know. So of the 50 plus or so pages, I've gotten two or so. Uh, there's been some great, great nuggets of wisdom. Uh, some things that, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to start practicing and try to incorporate it to, to my life. Uh, there's some things that, you know, I kind of just glanced over cause I don't think I agreed with, uh, the doctor's approach. Uh, and, and, you know, there's some great, great stories. Some some stuff as a father of, of two teenage daughters, it's kind of hard to uh, swallow uh, because of, of, of what it, it, it gets you uncomfortable as far as what you're thinking, you know, sex and drugs and, you know, sexual assault. And uh, Dr. Meeker sees a lot of teenage girls come into her office to help and, and consult with and, and to work through a lot of these struggles and, and processes and, and challenges that that not only just this teenage girls but all girls all all people uh, and I think she does see some some boys too but all, all the things we're struggling with on a daily basis we all have our challenges right uh, so and, and and the reason I wanted to put this podcast out there because she she tells a certain story and I'll get into it uh, a little bit here. And I definitely recommend you go get the book. I mean, just in the first 50 to, to 60 pages I've read, especially the fathers out there that have daughters, uh, I think it's it's something that we should read as fathers of daughters. We should have the, the time to reflect and think about and be aware of all the crap that's out there that our daughters face on a daily basis with not only the sex and drugs and parties and boys, but you know other girls and uh, judgment and weight and eating uh, and how they look and clothes. All this stuff, you know, from a male's perspective, from a father's perspective, I think it's very, very important. As uncomfortable as it can be, to be aware of it and to have some open dialogue with our with our daughters. Uh, we try here, sometimes we're successful of at, or sometimes I'm successful at it. Sometimes I'm piss poor at it and I, I fall on my face and I have a d- epic dad fail. Uh, but I think it's important to, to bring a lot of these thoughts to the surface. Uh, and, but there's a timing involved in it and there's an approach and a positioning to it. And that kind of leads me to, to the story that I'll share with you from the book. And it's about, uh, this this girl who ends up going to college. She's she would oh she was had always been 
you know, an athlete, a, a good student, a, a good kid going through high school, but and even her freshman year of college. But the way the doctor has explained in the book is that I guess her sophomore sophomore year year she started to become a little bit more wild, uh, partying a little bit more, drinking, experimenting with drugs and and um, um, and, and sexual promiscuity. Is that right? Yes, promiscuity. Uh, I think I said that right. Who knows? It's probably a big word. I shouldn't have used it. But, you know, experimenting with sex. Um, so uh, I guess it got to a point so much so that uh, she he, she got kicked out of school. And as Dr. Meeker says, it, her and her disappointments had to go back and live with their parents. So uh, as this as she's telling the story, as the girl showed up to the house after leaving college, she walked in and the parents were sitting there and the mother was visibly upset and, you know, kind of called her out on it and said, this is a disappointment. And, you know, all the things that, you know, deep down inside as a parent, we would feel if our kid was in that situation. Um, you know, they, you go through all this time and the child, the kid themselves go through all this time and effort and studying and work to go to college and they basically piss it all away because of poor decisions. Uh, and the mother kind of said exactly that. And, and um, I, I can't say that I, I blame her to a degree, but I can say that, of course, I've read the book or I've read this part. So I can't say that her father's reaction was incredible. Uh, and I, I mean, I hope I would have this reaction uh, and, and as the daughter told, came home and the mother displayed her disappointment and, and her, her anger and, and sadness about the situation, uh, the daughter got upset and the daughter uh, talked and she explained and she apologized and asked for forgiveness and, and vented, right? And the father just stood there and the father just listened and just listened and just listen. And the first thing out of his mouth was, are you okay? And at that point, it shifts into the daughter and how, how that made her feel. It made her feel loved. It made her feel that no matter what, she was loved. Her father was proud of her. And that deep down inside, he knew that there was something that was wrong for her to act like this, for her to to behave in this manner. And this is kind of like a little bit of a, an add on to the, 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 the blog post from yesterday, um, you know, with, with us as fathers to daughters and just, you know, really listening more than talking and being there. Um, the, the girl had a portion of it and she explained the kind of whole, uh, experience with her father in this situation. Uh, and she quoted, and I'll put it in the notes here. She says, I knew he loved me. Sure, he was proud of me, but that was always on the periphery of our relationship. He didn't let his disappointment or anger ever supersede his love. And as a father, and in the story that I told yesterday with some of the challenges I've had lately with my teenage daughters and their behaviors and their attitudes and their defensive, their defensive behavior... It's, it's really, really hard, and I tell my daughters this as often as I can, that no matter what they do, and, and I, 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 I thought about this, I've reflected on this deep down inside, 
what is it that they could possibly do? Is there anything that they could possibly ever do where I would stop loving them? I would stop being proud of them. And, and I, I can't come up with anything, you know, and people would, could sit there and say, well, what if they, 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 and this is going to go deep. So what if they killed your wife? What if they killed somebody? What if they, your one daughter killed your other daughter? How could you, how could you still love them? They, they took something away from you. And I get that. And I understand it. And I'm not going to say that I wouldn't be angry. I wouldn't be disappointed. I wouldn't be completely pissed off. And there would be so many uh, things that we would need to do to bridge that relationship, to, to figure that situation out. But I don't know if I could ever stop loving my child or being proud of my child. Um, I mean, that's that's a big... It's, and I'm, I'm stumbling over my words here because I'm thinking about what I just said. And it's hard for going. I, I don't know how I could react to that. But I would hope that I could practice forgiveness. That I could share love. That I could be like this, this father and, and really understand or really be aware of the fact that because this behavior was happening, he was able to understand and be cognizant of the fact that there was something deep down inside of his daughter that was troubling her. And he asked her what was wrong. Are you okay? And I wanted to share that story with you because, uh, and I do this often where, and it's not just with my daughters, it's just with in general and communicating with people. Again, there's that, there's, there's that, What's the, the habit to want to solve the problem, to answer the question, rather than to just listen and let that person vent, um, and and not interrupt and not uh, one up, if you will, uh, and it's hard. You know, it's hard because we want to share our, our our stories with one another. We want to be able to connect with one another because if they're having a challenge, if they're having that issue, that person you're speaking with, you want to share an issue that you're dealing with because I think in in some way shape or form, we don't want that person to feel left out that they are the only one facing a problem. We're all facing problems and there's I think there's a empathy there. Um I I really believe that. I think that's that's probably a reason why that that type of that type of engagement or those types of conversations happen when somebody's you know going through a tough spot I think we conditionally share our tough spots so we're on the same page and we want to feel for that person and have that person feel for us too so uh, but in some instances and I think this one is an important one this example is especially when it's a kid and it doesn't have to be a daughter I think sons are different. I, I think. I don't know. I can't speak to it. I, I am a son, and I could reflect back on the relationships I have with my father, um, which have been great. But there wasn't there wasn't that. You know, I've always looked at my father as my hero, as well as my mom. And I think daughters look at fathers as definitely their hero. They they model the the husband that they're going to be with after their father, their qualities of their father. So, and I think there's a special connection there. And, and Dr. Meeker definitely talks about it. The whole book is about that. So I, I, I wanted to share that with you. This one went a little bit longer than anticipated, but uh, I think it was, I think it was especially important. And I wanted to pour my heart onto you guys today, uh, especially those dads of daughters out there and um, encourage you to just love them, to listen uh, 
and and to to be that to be that hero for them. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, I love you guys very much, and we will talk to you next week. Take care.